Okay, Adam, over time now, over the last, let's say, 100 years or so, yeah. there have been a few famous Lionels. Okay. You know, people remember Lionel Richie. Yeah, sure. Had a bunch of hits in the 80s. Lionel Barrymore, uh, who played Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. There was Lionel Jefferson, son of George and Wheezy. Mm. And, of course, now, officially, the most famous Lionel in history, the World yeah. Cup champion, Lionel Messi. That's right. So, we're going to talk all about that and a lot more because Free Kicks is now... And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Have you ever seen an episode of The Jeffersons? No, I actually have not. <laughs> I, I, I got that vibe. Uh, yes, Lionel was the uh, was the <laughs> fictional son of George and yeah. Wheezy uh, Jefferson in The Jeffersons, where they're moving on up to the yeah. east side. See, my, my formative years were in England, and so yes. eight, from 18 on, is that's, that's basically Okay, from now I, on, Benny Hill jokes. Exactly. There okay. you go. That'll work, right? My dad worked on that show, so I know everything about Benny Hill. There you go. We have a World Cup wrap-up show, our final show of the year to do here, and boy... The World Cup ended with maybe the greatest World Cup final in history. It was just tremendous. Yeah. Mbappe scored three times, wins the golden boot. Mm. Messi scores twice, finally lifts the World Cup trophy. Yeah. Although they made him wear, wear some weird shroud or something. When he, when That's he, true. Yeah. When he lifted it up. Yeah. Argentina's goalkeeper, Martinez. Wins the Golden Glove and makes an obscene yeah. gesture with the trophy as he walks off the stage with it. Gosh. Uh, very respectful. Uh, yeah. But I must say, despite, you know, the, the weirdness at the end with the ceremony and everything, um, man, I just love this World Cup. And all of my favorite teams lost all the time. <laughs> I still loved it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, in terms of when you look at actual action, most goals ever in a World Cup. Yeah. Most penalty shootouts ever in a World Cup. Um, obviously, a hat trick in the World Cup final. That hasn't happened since 1966. That was when England won. I don't know if you remember, <laughs> if you remember that. But what, yeah, I mean, an amazing game. You know, we were joking about it. I did I'm not. Give you a little buzzer sound effect that'll go off every time you mention the 1966 World Cup final. Every time we talk yeah. about the World Cup, England has to be mentioned. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, what, a, what an amazing game. Unfortunately, as we were chatting before, I did not get to see it live. I saw the highlights. I saw bits and pieces. I was coaching. I was running back and forth. Oh, turning on the penalty kicks. I saw Mbappe score those two goals. I, I was able to see that 90 seconds of boom, boom, boom. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. But, um was able to watch the highlights and, and see everything. But what a great game. You know, people are calling it the best ever. Um, for a lot of Americans, it was probably their first one, so that's great. So it will be their best one ever. So that's great. That's well, a good I, thing. you know, I I bet that I bet it converted some people into soccer fans yesterday. I totally agree. I totally agree. That's why I was saying it was like it might be if that's the only game you've ever watched, you're now a believer. Yeah, so that's the great thing. That's the great thing. And for 
all your non-soccer fans, if you do listen to the podcast, it was 21 to 21. So just so you know. Right, that, exactly. That, so that if you want more points, we'll call it that. Whatever you want to call it. But it was what a great game. What a magical game. Uh, the drama. Uh, going to penalty kicks, of course, it had to. And what, what, a, what a way to finish. You know, just the uh, the back and forthness of it. I mean, the first half, Argentina looked unstoppable. They were so yeah. good. And I think, honestly, they were the better team. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a stretch there where France reasserted themselves, and Mbappe uh, is yep. he's just you know one of the greatest players in the world, if not the greatest player in the world. Amazing, yep. amazing performance. But I watched it at the uh, Green White Clubhouse with uh, yeah. uh, with a group okay. of like thirty people, and mm-hmm. it was just exciting. You know, we were awesome. screaming. That's there right. were people going for either team, and it was just so much fun. I awesome. I I can't even explain. Um, you know, just the exclamations of. Oh my God! That pass was unbelievable. It, yeah. You know, it was just one thing after another. Di Maria comes in, makes the he he causes a penalty. Uh, yeah. Then he he scores a goal. He plays. You know, sixty minutes gives him unbelievable effort. And then the mm-hmm. comeback at the end. Of the, Messi scores in overtime, and yet you knew. That France yeah. was going to score and 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 even it out, so they went to penalty kicks, and then uh, the penalty kicks. Uh, you know, yeah. that is a pretty rarity. That's definitely a rarity when it comes to World Cup finals. Right? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think I I really do. I would love to see. I mean, there's no way of knowing what happened, but I can tell you this: probably, I would guess from sev- the 75th minute on the world pretty much stopped soon as France scored the first one yeah. I think everybody started crowding around their TVs hey it's getting exciting and then when they scored the second one and then everybody for the next 40 minutes was glued to their sets watching it oh I mean that certainly happened where we was at at the uh, at our facility where we were doing our ODP training it pretty much everybody we was finishing one session <laughs> yeah. and then everybody was just around the television and I know that was what was happening up in Rockford at our other facility, and yeah, what a what a way to finish, what a way to to watch the game, and uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, you know, the big question I kept hearing is, you know, is this a fair way to decide the final mm-hmm. with penalty kicks? But my answer to that is, you know, what are you are you trying to kill the players? They, I mean, they ran for ninety minutes of regulation time. Plus, if I if I'm not mistaken, there was at least ten or fifteen extra yeah. minutes. Yeah, and then thirty minutes of overtime. I mean, start doing the adding up there. And it was not a stationary game. There are some games where it's all on one side of the field and mm-hmm. and one team is pounding in, in the ball the whole time. It, this was back and forth and full-length sprints. And, my God, it, you know, they had nothing left. Yeah. Yeah, they, they went. Yeah, again, you basically played almost another half on top of their 90 minutes. Yeah. You know, when you look at everything. So, yeah, the the, the tie, I mean, and especially playing as many games as they played in terms of what they're doing, and I know we'll talk about it later. But it looks like they're going to be playing more games if uh, FIFA gets their way. So <laughs> yeah. there's going to be more drama, uh, more 
more emotions on the field and yeah what ex- such an exciting way to finish the game on penalty kicks and you could see when Messi just kind of bowed down what what a way to finish yeah hey, his his penalty kick by the way was very cocky yeah oh yeah exactly he just yeah. kind of slotted it in goalkeeper didn't even move really yeah it it was like uh you know passing it in <laughs> you know? but anyway oh you know what before we uh can we, we we're going to talk about uh some of our favorite moments of the world cup but before yeah. we do we have to get one last play of this sure from around the world and into your cup this is the world cup report on free kicks Okay, other than that great final, what are some of your highlights from this uh, World Cup? Yeah, um, for me, the, the things that stick out, 2-0 is the worst lead ever. We've talked about this <laughs> yes, it's true. many, many times. So just so you, all of those kids out there playing, if you're up 2 nothing, it's not secure until you scored that third goal. That's how I look at it because I've never seen so many 2 nothing comebacks right. in, a, in a World Cup for sure. Secondly, for me, I've never seen so much injury time. I mean, I, I like, I, I guess that's the new wave now. It'll be interesting to see if that floats into the Premier League. But I think on average, we had 10 minutes or 12 minutes of injury time for each each half sometimes, which was crazy. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, like I mentioned before, the goals, so many goals. I think uh, the arrival of certain players that kind of that we didn't necessarily know too much about. Like for me, I had not seen much of Hakimi from Morocco. He is just a tremendous player. Yeah. What a fan. And, and certainly the Croatian goalkeeper, uh, Lipakovic, I believe is how you pronounce it. Okay, I said it correctly. But he was fantastic, uh, making penalty kick save after penalty kick save. And then obviously Emi Martinez, yeah. who was basically a backup at Arsenal a few years ago and now arguably obviously the best goalkeeper in the world cup and uh amazing so lots of lots of great things come out of it you know i think on the field we were always we were always gonna watch that and be happy with how things happened obviously off the field there's all of the political stuff that we don't necessarily need to get into but yeah, yeah. the on the on the on the field stuff was fantastic great world cup for me, uh, another thing that was uh, uh, unusual, uh, the incredible run of saved and missed penalty kicks. You know, we yeah, talk about the goalies yeah. who made the saves, but how about the great players that missed them? You know, mm. Virgil van Dyke, Harry Kane, Robert Lewandowski, uh, Neymar, Messi. Right. They all missed yeah. penalty kicks. Yes, exactly. That's and, a good point. And I think this uh, – well, it's it, – Everyone was talking about how this is it for uh, Messi, probably at the World Cup. Although I wouldn't count him out. L- let's let's just say he's playing in America for a couple of years, which Be is nice. which is the rumor, right? The rumor mm-hmm. he's he might be coming to Miami. Um, mm-hmm. If he is in America and he's still playing, and the World Cup comes to America, which we're going to talk about here in a second, you, you don't think they might talk him into coming back just to? Can be a super sub or something at the end there. Oh yeah, I agree. I I, I don't think he's going to give anything up, anything up. I think is he thirty six? I think yeah, he's his 30, age, right? 36. So he'll, so he'll be right at forty. Um, I, I think he might be the the guy that comes on for the last ten fifteen minutes of a World Cup yeah. I, I, each game. That's all right. 
But yeah, I think if he comes to the United States, that would be absolutely tremendous to have the World Cup winner and arguably the best player of our generation to be able to um, be in the United States and get the get the United States ready for hosting our World Cup, which will be really exciting. It would be. Uh, well, let's talk about that too, because uh, yeah, next World Cup is in the good old United States of America, uh, plus Canada and Mexico. That's Ex- right. Explain that. Explain how that happened. Yeah, so I think the bidding went through. You've seen this a lot now with um, basically countries getting together. So obviously this is the North American contingent getting together to try to host it. So then they can spread the wealth a little bit. Um, we've got 16 cities that are going to be hosting in the United States. Obviously, we're here in Chicago. Very disappointed that Chicago is not hosting, especially you know when we hosted the opening game in '94 yeah. uh, in the United States. So that's really disappointing. But we've got 16 cities. You've got here in the United States. You've got New York and Dallas, Kansas City, Houston, Atlanta, LA, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Boston, and Miami. So that's exciting. So probably the closest one for us might be Kansas City. I thought the um, Cincinnati you, was in there too. Maybe. But yeah, they they were close to getting it, but okay. never got it. All right. Yeah, so it was just one of those one of those things. Um, yeah, that's not. There's Bay. nothing even close. I mean, Kansas City. That's that's not even that close. I uh, know. Still eight now, eight nine hours in a car. That's the thing. That's the tough thing. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the tough tough one. And then you got Vancouver. Um, uh, Mexico City, Monterey, Toronto, and Guadalajara. So those those are your sixteen cities. But for me, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to sound negative or anything like that. But for me, my goal for the next four years is to learn Spanish, so I can watch the World Cup on Telemundo and not on Fox, because uh, yes. that way I can understand everything. Because Fox is hosting again, they yeah. had some good moments. But it was there were some rough moments. Yeah, I <laughs> I have to agree. I mean, they were not they were not. I, I like the NBC crew so much better. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. And maybe we are a little biased because we listen to it every week, yeah. and so it was a little tougher. And again, I don't want to badmouth him, but um, but yeah, I just it's I I do like that sense of um. The, the understanding of the game there. We just never got into a, as much detail as what we do in the Premier League, which which I was really missing. So, And I know that they were uh, got some criticism at times, but, um, you know, I think for hopefully they, they, they learn from it, improve, and get better for the next time because we're excited to host the World Cup, that's for sure. That's I, I be- did like the, uh, the British guy. Um, I forget what his name is now. Uh, Ian Ian Dark. Yes, Ian I Dark. did like yes. him because he goes so overboard on the pronunciations, <laughs> especially you know with the German players because he I know covers the Bundesliga. He must. Oh yeah, that's Alex Ray. Yeah, Alex oh, Ray. Yeah, he he that does. That's right. Cracks me up the way he <laughs> he, does. he does the pronunciations. You know. It, you, the previous announcers, you, they may give you a Schweinsteiger, uh, you know, <laughs> but, you know, he hits all the umlauts, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. he says the names of the, it's Leipzig, you know, and he <laughs> mentions all the names of the towns perfectly. That's I, a I, good point. Yeah, he was good. I mean, there was a lot of good commentators, don't yeah. get me wrong. 
I mean, there's obviously some ones that maybe watched wrong, but you're right. I think, how do you pronounce Cologne, by the way? Is it Cologne or something like that? Cologne. Cologne, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> I can never say that. So it's uh, I know that was, a dis- that was a discussion that he had about how do you pronounce, I yeah. can't say, Cologne. 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 There you go. Yeah, that's a hard so. one. Yeah, That is a tricky one. It's good. It was good. I'm just so glad we was able to watch it. It's nice to be able to see it. They had all the games on, which was great. Fox did was able to show all the games, although we did lose the closing ceremony to the Bears game. Yeah. Right. Come on. <laughs> what was that over? Come on. It's a three and ten Bears team. <laughs> and you're, you you peel away from uh, Messi finally holding up the trophy. It's just what is wrong with you people? <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. uh, that's my take on it. And as far as the in-studio guys go, um, you know, Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, I like those guys. Mm-hmm. Alexi Lawless, what is up his whatever? You know what I mean? That guy, he he's getting to be a caricature of himself. He's always negative. Always negative. And and the way he talks about he was he was even at one point he said, I'm no fan of Messi, but he's playing pretty good in this game. What do you mean you're no fan of Messi? You're a, you're a soccer announcer and you're not a fan of Messi? What is wrong with you? Uh, I think he's only an average player. He's just yeah, he's overrated. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's uh, my little. I'm going to hop off my soapbox now. I just actually, I just did an Alexi Lawless impersonation there by you, you, ripping you, Alexi you Lawless. You did. We, we we all did. We all did. But I'm I'm, I'm just excited for 2026. Um, like you said, though, if Messi comes, man, this is just going to explode. It's going to make things big. You know, and it's always nice to see the national news in the United States cover the games as much as they are, especially the final, talking about how great it was. So that's only going to help us. And we just hope it's not just like the Olympics where eh, we forget about it next week. We want to continue this momentum. That's well, important. I think we will because it is coming here. Yes, I agree. Right. And it's also Canada and Mexico. You know, all three of these teams were in the World Cup uh, this yes, time right. uh, it's not a freebie like Qatar uh, which yeah. never would have made the World Cup otherwise right, right. And, and so and each of these nations are are becoming like Canada is becoming more of a soccer nation also they've got uh, you know their own superstar Mexico has always been a soccer nation the three mm-hmm. of us are are going to be promoting it uh, tremendously and the USA is going to have a good team at the yeah. right time for the first time ever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we'll do we'll do our promotion to all of our millions of listeners as yes. much as possible. So yes. uh, let's go USA. Let's all do right. it. Let's let's go for a USA England final, and it goes to penalty kicks, and then who knows what happens. Oh, <laughs> here comes Harry Kane. All right, free <laughs> kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, Olympic development program and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. 
Okay. Uh, now that the World Cup is over, it's time to go back to the Premier League pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Oh, yeah. We're right back in it. We are right back in it. Now, I, I was talking to you before we started taping that uh, I went to the uh, table. I went to see yeah. see where everyone stood, and <laughs> I realized I didn't even remember. Uh, it's been a month, right? Yeah, it's been a while. It really has. I'm just like you said. We was I was going back with you in the table. I'm like, my goodness, Chelsea's in eighth place. <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? Arsenal's in it, first. I forgot all about that. Right now, the top teams? four teams are Arsenal, Manchester City, Newcastle is in third, Tottenham yes. is in fourth. And then three points behind them, Man United, they've got a game in hand. Liverpool, Brighton, Chelsea also have a game in hand. They're all within striking distance of the top four. But it's important to remember two-thirds of the season is still to come. Yeah, lots of lots of football to be played. That's definitely for sure. Uh, when you look at some of these teams, some of these teams before, you know, you probably think of a Newcastle. They probably didn't want the World Cup to happen because they were in the best form of their lives. Right. So you've got so many teams there to to move up. Um, I, I'm excited for the, the the next set of games. Obviously, we've got the Boxing Day is going to be kind of a resurgence of the Premier League, so we're excited about that. And uh, yeah, lots of lots of things can happen. And I think what's also going to be interesting is the transfer window, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in January. Yep. I would I would definitely expect some of these World Cup heroes to be playing in the Premier League. Yeah, I would too. And the other thing that uh, we should probably discuss, I mean, uh, let's, just, let's talk about the top of the table first here. Of those yeah. eight teams that I talked about, um, do you think the World Cup is going to have any effect on any of them? Like, For instance, I, I saw that Richarlison got hurt and mm. maybe out for eight weeks um, mm, yeah. with a, with a hamstring issue that will hurt Tottenham certainly. Um, any uh, any other injuries or anything that you saw that might uh, have a negative or or even a positive effect on some of these teams? Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I mean, obviously, some of these players played so much, you know. And you think about a player like Martinez, who obviously is going to be a massive factor for Aston Villa, right? Is he going to be, you know, is he just not going to, is he going to be okay to play back again here only in a couple of weeks, you know, in like a week or so? Well, he so that's seems like be... a shy, wallflowery type. <laughs> yes, I think yeah. so. I think so. But he, he's got himself, you know, he's got himself on a team that's probably going to be a little bit up and down, struggling to stay out of uh, regular re, uh, relegation. So yeah. you've got to think about that. Um, and then you've also got other players that played. Some of them have been back for a little while, obviously. You know, the Mexican players who were playing for Wolves and the Portuguese players who were playing for Wolves, they need those players to come back to help them to hopefully get up the table. Um, so I think I think for the most part, in terms of the Premier League, when you look at the two teams that were in the final, um, you know, there was not as many players who were Premier League players. Right. So there true. may not be as much carryover, but some of them obviously got deeper into the semifinals and so forth. So they're still going to be tired. Some of them are going to be relaxed a little bit coming back. Just excited for the Premier League to be back, to be honest. Yeah. And actually, uh, looking at some of the, the top teams here, um, you know, Manchester City 
the, yes, they had, you know, Silva was in there. And a lot of their players were in the World yeah. Cup. But Holland was not, you know, yeah. their, their star striker. Um, Liverpool, uh, you know, they had a few of their players in the World Cup. But Mo Salah was not. You know, exactly and, right. And, yeah. you know, Chelsea had some players that were not in the World Cup also. I, it's It just, you never know that rest could pay off or it could also go the other way that they're rusty after not having played all this time. That's a good point. Some of these teams are going to have players coming back. I know Chelsea had quite a few injuries, you know, uh, with Reese James and Conte. So both those types of players might be coming back early in the new year, as well as... You know, some of the other teams like uh, Tottenham potentially may have some players coming back. So there's going to be, there's going to be the, it's helped maybe some of those teams because they've been able to recover and get their players back. And that's been nice. So should be good. Okay. And let's talk about the bottom uh, of the table too, before we carry on here. And then the bottom three right now are Wolves, Southampton and Nottingham Forest. Uh, right. There are three other teams that are kind of in the danger zone there, which include uh, well, actually four: uh, Everton, West Ham, Leeds, and Bournemouth are only a point mm-hmm. or two uh, out of the uh, relegation zone. I don't really think that much, other than the Wolves uh, situation that you were talking about. I don't think too many of those teams are affected after the World Cup. Yeah, like I said, Wolves had such a strong Portuguese contingent, so. Uh, those were the players that were playing. I think Nottingham Forest maybe had maybe a Welsh player or two, but again, they were out fairly early, so they probably wasn't too much of an effect. Um, and then I think the same thing with Everton and West Ham. A lot of these players were back already, so right. I don't think there's too much of an issue. Um, I, I just it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here because I think so many teams can get pulled into this situation. I mean, Wolves are bottom with 10 points, but you go, you just go up to the 12th place and they've only got 18. So yeah. you're not that far away yeah, from getting out of it. A couple of wins over the Christmas holidays and uh, all of a sudden you're out of the bottom three. So that's why when they get back, these games are going to mean a lot because it could – because they have so many games in a short amount of time, they're going to be able to get back into the uh, get back out of the relegation zone. If you're Wolves, Southampton, or Nottingham Forest. Okay, well let's uh, let's do this feature because uh, we can't do the show without it. Yeah, time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, and in the spirit of what we were just talking about, this week's uh, Premier League star is someone who did not participate in the world cup okay all right doesn't mean he's not a star just means mm-hmm. he's not uh, in the world cup he's 31 years old so he's been around mm. and he was the captain of his national team they just didn't qualify for the world cup okay he is playing professionally in his second country and his second premier league team He has won four Premier League titles, but zero Mm. Champions League titles. Okay. Hmm. That might help me a little bit. So he might be, I'm guessing, a Manchester City player. Would that be fair to say? That would be fair to say, yes. 
His and fo- would yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a guess oh, here. You're going okay. Does he play for Algeria? He does. Wow. So I'm gonna go with, and he could be a, a major a game changer for for this for this squad here as they move towards the uh, end of the season. Riyad Mahrez. That is right. Very good. His first name is the same as the capital of Saudi Arabia. Uh, he scored 115 goals in uh, his Premier League uh, history. Yeah. And he's married to model Taylor Ward, who uh, yeah. is, I guess, famous. I've never heard of her, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you had. Not up to date on your models? You yeah, know, obviously, I, I'm uh, not. You know. No. Okay. no, 31 years of marriage, not allowed to look at models anymore. <laughs> All right, it's uh, time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay, Boxing Day is coming up. Boxing Day is yeah, always a big oh, day for soccer in uh, or absolutely. for football in uh, England. So tell us uh, some of the games that uh, we can expect. Got to love Boxing Day. Great set of games, although there's a couple of games also on the t- Tuesday and the Wednesday. Uh, Chelsea and Man United both play Tuesday and Leeds and Man City on Wednesday. But I'm going to pick the Boxing Day game. I think I hope this person's playing in this game because he's just coming off a World Cup victory, but he's going to be going up against a striker that didn't make the World Cup, and that's Mo Salah. So the game for us to watch, I think, is going to have to be Aston Villa at home, Martinez in goal for them against Liverpool. Should be a really, really good game. And, so and there's some there's some uh, bad blood there between those two clubs because if you remember, it, was it last year, two years ago, uh, Aston Villa beat Liverpool seven to one. Right. Uh, I only remember because of our our fashion critic Todd Schneider uh, was <laughs> texting me throughout. He's a he's a yeah, Villa yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right. So, so that right. one still stinks for me. So Exactly. So for you against Todd, that should be an interesting game there. I'm sure you'll be going back and forth on the old texting for sure during that game. Uh, a battle of the worst kits. You could even say that. Liverpool in their away <laughs> kit. Aston Villa in their clarets. Who knows? Yeah. But it should be a good one. On USA, back to the NBC coverage. Right. Aston Villa, Liverpool. Okay, that's a good one. Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. 65 years. Actually, we got to update it. It's 66 years now. 66 years of soccer excellence. Green White provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages, led by former World Cup player and coach and Moroccan Mostafa Edders. I go to greenwhitesoccer.org. Uh, all right, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-O's.com. Tony has uh, been there for us. Now, this is our second World Cup we've covered. That's right. Um, so let's, uh, let's thank Tony for all of his help. Uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we're going to take the holidays off. I think uh, we've earned it after yeah. our extra World Cup coverage. And we'll be back again next year mm-hmm. with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. Got a piece of the, pie. the 
The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. I was at the temple on Monday. I was walking into the temple, and I held the door open for a pretty attractive older woman. I'd say she was like in her early 70s, maybe. And she goes, well, thank you. Are you here for the seniors event? Oh, ouch. Oh, let the record show she was kind of hot in a 70-year-old kind of way. So I'm like, are, are you know. listening to what you're saying right now? <laughs> Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, the Tony Lasano podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. What would that be, a GMIF? Uh, oh, my grandma? God. oh, my um, God. Stop. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. It's Leipzig.